from diapers to plastic to lawn clippings to pizza to food waste. And it goes through a process in which it turns it into a pellet. Hello, this is Dr. Chad Hawk with Matt Dowd and we are Renegade Atlas. Today, we've got a very special and different program for you. Today, we're going to be talking with the gentleman who has created some amazing new technology and it really goes to the heart of what it means to be a steward of the earth that we live on. So we are here with Scott Krager today. Scott is um, I, you're a winemaker or wine grower or vintner or whatever you want to say, but you've gone into a completely different direction, right, Scott? Chad, I, you know, I have, but I haven't. It, um, so a winemaker in its classical sense, no. Um, but I'm a winemaker in the classical sense that really all wine is made in the vineyard. And um, there's so much that goes in and around making great wine. Um, but a lot of it is in your terroir and how you're going to grow those grapes. Um, and then what it takes to really, you know, it, it, the wine industry is one that I started in in 1994 um, when I got shot to build Archery Summit Estate and at the first of my career. And it's one of those things in life, guys, that you just, once you get into it, you can't escape. So it's, it sucked me in. Yeah, but you have escaped a little bit now, haven't you? I have. Um, I've, over a career, I've done a lot of different things in, in construction, technology, and, um, but all the technology. So I started up a company um, a few years ago in which scouring the globe to find the very best of technologies that solve real world problems. And I've really found that a lot of those things, they just never get out there because a lot of the engineers, scientists, or inventors are not marketers and they're not salespeople. And um, they think that they've made the best product in the world and just tell somebody about it and money should start falling out of the, the sky. And it just doesn't work that way. In fact, it's actually counter and counterproductive because you make the best product in the world. But guys, if nobody knows anything about it, it makes it very much more difficult. So, um, but I've went around and collected up some technologies. It's nice about the wine world is that every one of them has a direct impact back into the wine community. Um, so it's kind of a whole synergistic um, approach to it. Okay. What's the one that we're going to talk about today? I think this is fascinating what you've been able to uh, rally people around or people have come to you and then you've been able to share with us today. Yeah. Well, um, when we're talking about real world problems, everyone can resonate with trash. And I fell in love with this thing instantly. And it's the GST machine that takes total waste. And what we're currently doing is we're throwing it in the ground and spending a lot of money to do that. And then it's polluting our, our water systems. Um, it's giving off methane gas. Um, and it's pretty bad. In fact, in like New York State, they've got over 300 landfills between this year and four years from now that will be full and closed. They're trucking garbage guys to Illinois, um, sewer to Tennessee. They're just, they, they're trying to get rid of it. Um, and they just don't have any room in the whole state. So when you take around a consideration what this machine can do, it doesn't like rocks and it doesn't like metal. So you gotta make sure that you've got some magnets and pulling those out. But everything else guys, you just dump it in there 
from diapers to plastic to lawn clippings to pizza to food waste. And it goes through a process in which it turns it into a pellet. And that pellet can then, with no emissions, by the way, and then there's stages that you can do after that to be turned into energy or other products. And now it becomes a positive cash flow. You actually make money from it. And the nice thing about it is, is it's clean, green energy with no emissions. So just imagine this, the garbage in New York, Hawaii, um, Illinois becomes money making. You actually turn revenue instead of it costing you money. It's kind of a hard sign to get your mind around. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be the world's first trillionaire. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's, 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 see, that's the thing. I don't want to be that. Heck no. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that sounds like a huge solution. Of just, um, you know, it, I think it really comes down to it. If Even if I added in more of that, you know, what if I told you that if you're a city municipality, a county, that this has passed all the EPA regulations for air quality as well. Yeah. So what if I told you that the lease payment, by the time you put a machine in here, that in month one on a lease payment, you're actually making the lease payment in less than half of the month and the other half of the month becomes your profit center. Yeah. I think people like that considering they're usually not profitable till like the last five or 10 days of the month. I would say in a lot of businesses. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So it's just, it's one of the things that if we're really looking at what we're doing, um, the zero waste movement is one that's really starting to take track hold. I think there's like 56 or 60 major cities around the world that are just saying, Hey, let's do something different. And this is not insinuate insinuation. Um, kind of a funny story about this, you know, maybe Matt, you guys know if Manny Pacquiao listens to this uh, wonderful podcast. <laughs> I don't know, but we can soon, we can hit him up <laughs> on Instagram or something. You so. know, well, if, sen if the honorable Senator Manny Pacquiao is listening to this, the country of the Philippines is a great example gentlemen. And I emailed him hmm. about three weeks ago. So he didn't, he hasn't answered. I'm a little hurt, but uh, maybe I'll uh, challenge him to a boxing match and maybe then he'll, uh, you know. There you go. So um, he, he completely kicked my butt. But in all seriousness, I was reading an article, and the, your listeners will find this hilarious. The Philippines is the only country in the world that has um, made it illegal to do insinuation. So insinuation is burning the trash, those big smokestacks that you see. Right. Pretty nasty. Um so they were part of the one country that Canada was using them as their dumping ground for their plastic. Canada would be on the way to parts in Asia to pick up their stuff, their goods, and they would drop off loads of plastic and dump mm. there at the Philippines. Well, the, the um, president of the Philippines said, no, no more. We don't want any more. We did no more. Well, two ships were able to get in and dump more after he said that. It took the president of the Philippines off and he sent a word to Canada. You need to come and pick this back up. Canada basically said, you know, you know, go, go take a leap in the ocean. <laughs> so right. the Philippines declared war on Canada and within like four or five days, three days, I don't know. It was, it was really pretty good. They said, okay, we'll come and pick up it. 
So yeah. um, I, I can't imagine Trudeau standing up to uh, the Philippines that way. <laughs> He's kind of a wet noodle. <laughs> I just I was just thinking to myself, you know, hey, uh, but that's where we've come to in the day and age. They're, they're, they've been having a, they have a nuclear power plant over there that, um, um, that the Russians came in and financed, them, but they never finished it. And they've been spending like $30 million a year to keep the upkeep on it. It's it, it's it's asinine. Now they're Even thinking about working? finishing it. Yeah, wow. What's that? Even though it's not functional. No, they're now they're gonna they're gonna dump you know, hundreds of millions of dollars into it. Now now get it you know functional and go to nuclear and you know um, we we just got one of those problems in today's where we have so much trash that um, you know what, that we can just generate energy from it and um, well yeah that's a good thing. So here's the thing, uh, the observation I've made. Um, growing up here in Kansas, right, the farm belt of the, the nation, um, farmers tend to be incredible stewards of their land. And you're, you work on the land. You know the land. The land is incredibly important. So this is very near and dear to your heart. But for all of us, it doesn't mean the green movement necessarily is your thing, but it's easy to understand. We all produce waste and people who live in the city often produce even more waste than people who yeah. live out in the country. And they, if you're going to steward your own waste, something like this makes a whole lot of sense. Mm, totally. It so, makes a lot of sense in, this, in, in, the, in, in, in the area in which you bring a real world solution. Everyone can recognize the trash. Well, we've got a problem in this world, gentlemen. Um, if you were to, and I read an article my assistant sent me this about a month ago, but this will, I'll never get it out of my mind. We have so much plastic in the ocean today that by 2050, it will weigh more than all the sea animals combined. Really? Furthermore, if you were to, if somebody was, you know, us three guys got together and we were able to magically fix and recycle all the plastic that just the plastic that's in the ocean right now, we would have enough money that we could buy every single NFL team and we could buy Microsoft for cash. Mm -hmm. And we'd barely have enough money left over to buy Apple for a trillion dollars. That is yeah. how vast the problem is in our oceans today. There's places like down the Dominican Republic where the, the, the sea currents go there and they'll dump 500 to 1,000 tons of trash on a beach over a course of a two to five day period. They have about a, a workforce of about 50 that when it happens, they come in, clean it up real quick and keep moving. Um, so, you know, we've got that problem in the world today. The, the garbage patch out by Hawaii is the size of Texas. And, um, you, you, you know, know, you, you just said something there that I think is important. Picking up trash is not a bad thing, but it doesn't solve the problem. It's just moving trash from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's what was striking me is that this sort of solves two major problems that we're faced with right now, which is how to deal with waste and the energy crisis, you yeah. know, like yeah. how to produce clean, sustainable energy. Mike, one of my questions is why has this not been done before? Is it just because the technology wasn't available or hadn't been developed yet or other reasons? Well, I think a couple of, a, a couple of them are there. Um, some things can kind of get suppressed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it takes the right time in the right place in history for people to really start looking 
at a problem um, in, in a new light, in a new way. Um, For sure, yeah. And this doesn't solve one problem that we have, and that's kind of the zero waste. So anybody out there that's really, really environmentally sound, they're going to bring up one point, and it's like, well, why don't we get to a point where we're not generating so much trash to begin with? Can we start looking at our packaging and our supplies, guys? And I want to give this a, a shout out to people to really understand something so huge that I think it will change. If, if someone doesn't know this fact I'm about ready to share with them, I would implore them to go onto YouTube and do a little self-study on a thing. And look what Henry Ford was his main ingredient for making the first car he ever made. And it was hemp. Hmm. The engine block was made from hemp plastic. Seriously. Now hemp for those out there, it is not the, it's not the cannabis, not the marijuana. It doesn't get you high. It's the one. And yes, you could, I guess you could smoke it, but it's not going to be a good day for you. It's good. But what it does do is people will try and smoke anything, (laughs) won't they? They'll just disinfectant apparently. So (laughs) I highly recommend not doing either the disinfectant or um, smoking that. But um, what, Henry, what Henry Ford also did, guys, was the fenders were made out of hemp plastic. Hemp plastic is stronger than steel, and it's lighter. And if you think about the other facts of what hemp did, it ran on hemp ethanol, hemp oil. Hemp seed is one of the most nutritious seeds in the whole world. The hemp paper can be recycled more, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you go onto YouTube and find that video. It's not a conspiracy, but it was why it got outlawed and took, took it out of the hands of our farmers was because when you cut down a tree and you're Randall Hearst and you own a whole bunch of newspapers, um, you make a lot more money because that was the iPhone of the day. He made a lot more money by cutting down his uh, timber ground and DuPont made more money and et cetera and et cetera. And the big oil and all that came in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what hemp does, if you take a look at the $4 trillion plastic water bottles that are made every year. You know, some of those are 60, 80, 120 years by the time they go away in a, in a landfill. Yeah. So why don't we get smart about it? Let's make hemp plastic and let's put American farmers to work. Or mm. if you're living in Canada, Canadian farmers to work or wherever it may be, and then make plastic out of that. And then when you're done with your plastic water bottle, put it in your compost and let it just return back to compost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I was thinking real quick, it's like the money aspect of it. Like, why hasn't this been done before? And then even as I was asking that question, I was remembering that uh, actually a coworker I used to work with who would say, if if it's not the money, it's the money. Yeah. He's like, always follow the money and you can find the answer to the the resistance or the problem. So let me ask you this, Scott, who's the ideal customer for your product? You know, the ideal customer for this product, um, wow, it's just, it can be um, existing landfills. Um, um, I'd kinda, we could even go to landfills that are closed because we could mine existing landfills that have been closed and buried. Huh. Um, started running that through the machine. And I should also point out, too, that um, kills all viruses and bacteria as well. Um, it's kind of a pretty big topic right now with viruses. Yeah. So, um, bonus. so ideal yeah. customers could be a college campus, uh, could be a big corporation, 
um, a lot of, not a lot, but there's about 40 or 50 different college colleges that are wanting to go to zero waste. Um, cause you can even put your construction materials in there, but again, no glass, no rocks, no metal. Um, and, um, so existing landfills, it could be even a, a young entrepreneur, um, uh, business owners that want to get in the game of saying, Hey, cause we, the, the, a 15 ton an hour machine. Um, so if you're running that 20 hours a day, um, you're, you're, you're running 300 tons an, a day through that. And that will then in turn give you 150 tons of pellets. And those pellets burn hotter and cleaner than coal. Um, you can then take that and you can sell those in the, on the open market for about $60 a ton. So you can do the math on that where that starts to add up real quick. Now, yeah. additionally, if you wanted to put a paralysis machine in there and it's basically take it to um, cook it, not burn it, but it then t turns into syngas, which can operate a turbine, which you can then start making one megawatt of power for two tons of trash. So you're cleaning, you're making clean green energy. Now that, you know, I know that's a little shocking, but um, it's energy from trash. Give us no a frame emission. Give us a frame of reference. What's a megawatt of power do? Like, how many homes would a megawatt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what is a megawatt? Oh, dang, guys. Um, I want to <laughs> say, oh, so you got you got watts and then kilowatts. What is about fifteen kilowatts? Thirty kilowatts is about what a house will do. Yeah, it's a thousand. I want to say fifty. Let, let me, you know, I, let let your listeners do the math on that one because yeah. I. I, I want to make sure I'm accurately telling, say, saying that correct. But I was I curious if you knew because I don't know that you know, yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, okay. Where where are you at in the development process then? Is this like in you know beta? Or is there a working prototype or is it fully functioning? What's the... Yeah, there's machines out there on a, on a couple cruise ships. So you can okay. imagine a smaller machine um, being able to process their... Um, the trash there on the boat. It's on a, mm. um, it's on a Navy ship. And then we've got into a, a, three or four different locations um, of having it proved. And so we're, we're beyond the beta. We're yeah. right when this, this flipping virus hit was really yeah. the launching point. I mean, electricians were hooking up the things on our show model and it's just the virus hit. And, um, but I know that when coming out of this, some of the, the we're still continuing to push forward this is a way in which we can just go to clean green energy. So, um, and, um, but it doesn't yeah. answer one problem. And that's like, you know, we use way too much paper in this country. Um, we've got to figure out some really smart packaging and some packaging engineers and us as, you know, Americans, we yeah. lead the world in the amount of paper that we consume. And um, we don't, we're not the biggest nation in the world. And we've, we've got to get that figured out. Well, we've got to start being smart. I'm going to use a, a recent example. We just bought a new camera for Matt and I just got one for Renegade Atlas. It's a GoPro, you know, it's fits in the palm of my hand and yeah. the packaging for it, you know, it <laughs> takes, you know, I can get, oh, yeah. it's five times, 10 times the size, you know, for what? I mean, so it's not yeah, it's stolen. A lot of, it's a lot of empty space. It's yeah. tons of it's empty space. So it'll space. sell. I mean, it's, yeah. You know, and it's it's like 
we, we've, we overpackage and like kids toys, great example, yeah. you know, overpackaged, overmarketed for what the product is. I feel like there's a lot of crossover between this, you know, coronavirus sort of um, little corporate nap we're all taking, you know, and how everything <laughs> slowed down. <laughs> um, but like you were saying, when we come out of it, there's going to be a lot of things that have changed permanently. And maybe the paper problem will be part of it. Maybe the packaging and, you know, like a lot of things that have shifted to digital that, that could have been for quite a while, but there was just no real impetus, you know, there was no real reason to do it. And all of a sudden we had a reason to do it. Do you see that happening with this? Like, is, is this going to maybe temporarily slow you down, but, it, but ultimately sort of launch you further forward? You know, the way I look at it is that everything in life happens for me, not to me. And um, mm. I, I try not to, and I'm not saying that I'm the, you know, the eternal optimist, um, but I've just, if I could go back and tell my younger self something, it would be like, don't worry, don't fear, because right. everything is going to happen in the way that it, it should. And I think that we're really starting to take a look at, as the, our generation gentlemen is taking over from our parents and we're stepping in and the millennials and mm -hmm. we're starting to ask the right questions. And um, we're starting to say, hey, this is our planet. This is our earth. Um, this is our home. Let's not pollute it. I mean, that's not too hard. These viruses and these bacteria that are rampant in the landfills, they do make it out and into our waterways. So let's yeah. clean this place up. Yeah. Um, this seems to me like a beautiful um, synergy of these two, like, you know, ideals, maybe ideologies that have been kind of at odds, which is, you know, the green environmental movement and business and commerce. Right. And those two can kind of butt heads. Yeah. But the real solution probably lies with collaboration between the two. And this feels like a big step in that direction. Yeah. I, I think that I like the word collaboration. It's a great word. Yeah. Um, Cause we're so much stronger together and doing things and, um, you know, I mean, I, guys, I never thought I'd be in the trash business. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to think that we can, we can do these things. I mean, if we take it all the way and you take it all the way to a refinery process, when I was talking about the pyrolysis machine that you're turning, um, in, into energy, well, that kicks off something else out of there and it's a black sludge. They call it carbon black. And that can be sold to refineries and it can be turned into diesel, clean jet fuel and lubricants and all other kinds of things um, from that as well. That, that makes it very, very valuable. Um, you know, I'm not in the refinery business um, and they're Yet. kind of, um, <laughs> yeah. but sure, there's but. that as well from it. Great. Man. All right. Well, Scott, thank you so much. Um, uh, you want to give uh, a way for people to contact you if they have questions or they're perhaps working with the municipality or a big yeah. business and they want to know more? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big um, LinkedIn believer. Love LinkedIn community um, and bringing value. So you can find me on there. And then um, also through our web address, which is uh, bequesttech.com. And um, that's B-E-Q-U-E-S-T-T-E-C-H.com. Beautiful. Thank you so nice. much for joining us on Renegade Atlas. Yeah. That's Thank you, gentlemen. Interesting stuff. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Take care.
Thanks. Thanks, Scott. So there you go. There was the interview with Scott. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Wouldn't you agree, Matt? Oh, yeah. I'm, my mind is blown. Yeah. And uh, I would, if you have comments about this, if you really think this is game-changing technology the way that Matt and I do, yep. message us. For sure. Yeah, like just reach out on Facebook, Renegade Atlas, you know, our profile on Facebook, or email us, guide at the renegadeatlas.com, G-U-I-D-E. Right. That's how to get a hold of and, this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hit us up. And, and I think it's interesting because he's looking to actually promote their solution and find users. So if you happen to know a company or a municipality or anything that's looking for solutions like this, reach out and let us know. Yeah. You know, we'll is, make the connection. Yeah, absolutely. This is, yeah. the, you might say this is the time to know some trashy people. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome, right? <laughs> totally. that's, that's the, the reality is we all produce it. It's, it's ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah. It's everywhere. Oh, for sure. It's a global issue. And it's become, you know, the more and more populated we are, the more of an issue it is. Right. Yeah. And something that does produce a little bit of waste when yeah. you're done is great coffee, <laughs> which you can take those, those used beans and feed into Scott's machine and boom, make energy. Right, exactly. Yeah, so don't forget to order your coffee from Shenandoah Joe. Order the uh, promo code. Use Renegade when you're checking out. Nope, you're not going to get a discount, but boy, you are going to help support our show. That's right. It sure does help us order the Renegade Roast or the Brazilian Primavera. It can go either way when you're looking online. Um, it's what we endorse and it's what we drink. Exactly, and it's delicious. It's super good. Yeah. Super good. All right, thanks everybody for listening, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you.